Welcome back into the Great Scott Show, the Great Sports Callers Open Think Tank, coming at you on a Monday morning as he does each Monday during the season. Head coach of the number 13 Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns, Jerry Glasgow, joins us. Good morning, Jerry. How are you? Uh, good morning. We're doing, we're doing okay. <laughs> not, uh, not the best Monday morning feeling I ever woke up to, but I'm doing okay. Well, I, 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 um, I want to let, let's take it game by game, Jerry. When looking back at, at the weekend in Tuscaloosa, starting with game uh, the game on Saturday, I know that you know after the first inning, it, it felt like um, Summer pitched really well, and you guys settled in. And I know it wasn't a win, but did you feel like for the most part on Saturday, you guys played pretty good against one of the best teams in the country and one of the toughest environments in the country? Yeah, I thought we played okay. I think you got to tip your hat to them. They come out the first inning, and and you know when you watch the replay of the film, you know they hit. They just hit the ball really hard. We made. We had some good counts. We got some counts in our favor. One and two, um, two two, and when 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 we went over the plate, they hit it hard and. You know, that one inning, they did that. And obviously there's a lot of other pitchers in the game that went over the plate and they didn't hit. And, you know, that's that's where Summer Ellis is good. She can throw the ball through the strike zone. She can compete in the strike zone. She can challenge the strike zone and get by with it most of the time. And that's what, that's what good pitchers can do that average pitchers can't. And, and that particular inning, the first inning, Alabama just, they got three good hard hits, and you got to tip your hat to them when that happens. And then you look at the end of the game, and they they end up in the next five innings getting maybe two or three more good hard hits, and um, but never could put them together. But they put them together that inning and got the lead that they needed. And, um, you know, I thought could we could we have played better? Yeah, could we have played worse? Yeah, but uh, overall, I thought. If, you know, if you're going to lose to a, to a team like Alabama, it it could have been worse. Am I happy with it? No, I'm not happy with it. But uh, am I surprised by it? No, I'm not surprised by it either. Were you when when um, facing a pitcher like my um, like like Fouts and and what she was able to do, uh, Montana Fouts. Uh, what did you come away with? Did you learn anything new about your team this weekend from a, a hitting standpoint? Or like you said, nothing surprised you. Did you kind of, in some ways, was the, the result not what you wanted, but in some ways not surprising, if that makes sense? Yeah, I I thought we we had 11 strikeouts. I, I, that's double-figure strikeouts. That's, you know, there's, you go back to 13 years of coaching, and I don't think there's – there's not very many times where we've had 11 strikeouts on one of my ball clubs. And the thing that disappointed me about it was we didn't follow the scouting report. You know, the scouting report said go up there and hit the first strike because the first strike's at the knees and at least get on time with it. You know, like you may foul it. She, she throws hard enough that even if you swing at it, you very well likely will foul that ball off or, or not get good contact. But But if you take that pitch and – then she gets you in that defensive mode. They just climb the ladder and 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 
go up around your eyes and you, you have no chance on that pitch. And that's what we did. We take, we took the first strike and we'd swing it two, two above strike zone. And, and then you go back and you look at, you know, we did that over and over or we chase something down in the dirt, you know, below the strike zone because we didn't swing at the good pitches. And so I was really disappointed with 11 strikeouts. I mean, if you look, I think we had two players had six. So the rest of the team struck out five, but, and, and the, you know, those are veteran players that, that we count on not to do that. So, yeah, it wasn't a good offensive performance. I was real. That's what I was disappointed in was the offensive side of it um, on Saturday, and um, on we Sunday. could we could do better. Uh, Ken, uh, Kendall Talley had two hits Saturday, another one yesterday. He did have one strike, Gal, but from a hitting standpoint, did you feel like she had the the best weekend of your hitters? Uh, I think her and Alderink were both really good this weekend. Uh, you know, Alderink from the standpoint of just like always, she, she puts the ball in play and then she does the little things, the fundamental things. You ask her a bunt, she'll get a bunt down. She got an RBI uh, hit down the left field line on Saturday. So, yeah, I thought Tally was outstanding. You know, she's been putting the ball in play really well for us, and um, she had a good weekend. Uh, with with Alyssa Dalton still on the shelf, Melissa Mayu, what she's been able to do at shortstop, Coach, has she surpassed expectations in some ways? Is she playing as well at that spot as you expected? Yeah, she's done a really good job for us. And we didn't know. You know, we knew that she played shortstop a lot before she got here. And obviously we've seen her at shortstop in practices and scrimmages. And, and no, we knew she was a good athlete. We've played her you know, a catcher at first base, third base, second base, but um, never put her on the, on the field at shortstop extensively in in a game situation. And, and yeah, she's really uh, been a bright spot this year. Um, you know, that's a huge loss when you lose someone like, like Dalton and then to have her step in defensively and take that role, it's been really good. Yesterday was uh, we referenced yesterday's game a little bit. You did. Um, did you w- was the plan always to throw Kendra and and let her go, or did you ever consider starting Summer again? Because uh, what was your plan going going into the weekend, and um, and then we can follow that up. I thought I thought Kendra pitched well against Bama, but first question is: Was that always the plan on Sunday? Yeah, the plan the plan all week was to throw one in one game each. And we didn't announce the plans till Saturday morning because we really were thinking we might have a rain out mm-hmm. on Sunday. And if that would have been the case, might have might have flipped the flipped the starts. But yeah, the plan, you know, from day one of the season has been to get Kendra Lamb experience as much as she can and as much as she deserved. And she's been outstanding pitching for us. And um, there was no. You know, there just wasn't any reason not to start her this weekend. And I didn't view them as must-win games because, first off, if you, you know, if, if, if I think if you won both games, then, yeah, you'd be in consideration for a regional. But it would be as a 16 seed or the 15 seed, which means you're going to UCLA or Oklahoma. So I didn't think that was anything, you you know, you're going to go out of your way to play for. Um would I have liked to win both games? Absolutely. 
but not from the standpoint of the NCA regional. And I think more important than anything is just to keep putting Kendra Lamb out there for the future of our program. We've got to put her out there and let her see how she competes. And so now we've seen her compete, you know, well against LSU. We've seen her compete well against uh, Oklahoma State. And you've seen her compete really well. I mean, you look at yesterday, I thought, I thought the ball on the warning track that they, they ruled it as a hit and a home run. I mean, we obviously just misplayed the ball, and then, then when it hit away, nobody went after it. You know, we, we had to have more effort, and the effort was poor, and I ended up being scored as a as a home run, a four-base hit off Kander. But, um, you know, if you don't count that, she got three hits the whole day. And, and uh, again, the walks come back to haunt her a little bit. She had four walks. So, you know, I thought that was a strong pitching performance by her to go out there in a position where, you know, they had momentum. And what could have been a three-run a three run outing very easily. Um, and I think that's one of the great things about playing a really good SEC team late in the year before the postseason. You get by with it. You, you know, you're in the Sun Belt Conference you make these same pitches and you get by with them over and over. Um, and against a top five team, you know, those pitches sometimes get hit. And I think that's a really good lesson for our pitching staff and for our ball club. And, and likewise, our base running was atrocious. And we were just so aggressive, like out of our mind, aggressive, trying to take extra bases. And I love the fact that our ball club was trying to be aggressive yesterday. And and the truth be known, against any Sunbelt team, probably two of those three base runners that we lost on the bases being aggressive probably would have been safe. And we'd have been saying, man, that's a, that's, they were really aggressive today. So it's a great reminder that as we go into postseason, really understand that the talent level of your opponent and and really um you know we're gonna have to tone that back a little bit we can't i I love this to be aggressive we want to be aggressive we want to put pressure on another team but those those were that wasn't putting pressure those were easy outs for Mm -hmm. for a good defense and so we'll look at that and talk about that and i think we're gonna learn from that as well yeah the uh the couple errors and the base running mistakes um I know that's something that, like you said, if it's in a Sun Belt game, maybe it's it's not happening as much. But you got to face a good SEC team late in the season. You saw Kendra again. Um, you know, four hits. One of them was close, a bunt single um, against what one of the best teams in the country. You, you mentioned her performances earlier this year. Um, you know, and even even in losses like yesterday or the loss against Texas five weeks ago. Uh, she looks sharp. I think, you know, with your pitching one and two and regionals coming up next month, and, of course, you got two more conference series in the conference tournament coming up, do you feel really good right now about your pitching at one and two if it gets down to, okay, this is the last day of a regional, we got to win to advance, and I can put either one of these or both in the circle today and we can compete with anybody? Yeah, I think that you look at the pitching numbers and, you know, they've both been they're different style of pitchers, but they've both been really effective. You know, I think one's 15 and four and one's 16 and five. Um, I, I think we're very fortunate to have those two arms, you know, be able to go in the circle for us this year. And I think that that may be at the end of the year. I hope it turns out to be one of the strengths of the ball club or the strength of the ball club. If it is, that's a great thing. Um, 
I, I think that this weekend will end up being a positive thing in the short run. It's very, very hard to take. It's very, I'm very frustrated with, you know, you, you want to show up at the showdown and in a big series like that and really play elite level ball. And we, we, we didn't show, you know, we, we we fell short in so many areas of the game, defensively especially. Um, just very disappointed with our defense, but at the same time, those are things that we gotta we can learn from. Things that will help us make adjustments, make the right adjustments to try to get in a better place down the stretch. And uh, yeah, I think the arms at the end of the year. I feel confident. That's the one thing I came out of the series knowing. You know, we we. We had both games. We had a chance to to play a really close game, and that's that's we didn't get. You look back early in the year. I think we give up seven runs five times out of our first twenty games. Well, things didn't go away either game, but we we still kept the score to five runs, and so nobody give up. Nobody threw in a towel. You know, we kept control and. With our offense, you've always got a chance you can keep those scores, you know, five runs or or less. But uh, lessons to be learned for sure out of these games. What's what's your biggest takeaway overall? Uh, whether it be just something you learned and didn't know before, or just good, bad. What's your biggest uh, takeaway? I think that my I think my take on this weekend is, you know, we we've. When you take that next step up, this team's good enough to win in the Sun Belt, and with the talent we have, and play, you know, we we can play 85, 90 percent, and we're going to beat anybody in the Sun Belt. But when you take that next step up, that's where I feel like we get a little short on the overall talent of the game. You know, we're just a little bit of talent short of being able to compete against those top teams right now and, and and it shows up and that's why when you look back to last year we were beating these teams you know we were able to we were able to take two out of three from Florida and we were able to you know take a win off of LSU and take a win off Oklahoma State and sweep Ole Miss this year when we step up and play that top elite level competition you know things just go wrong and I think the reason when you ultimately, when they go wrong, we're just a little talent, you know, we're just lacking in, in, in the talent and discipline to, to, you know, it's not all talent. Some of it's discipline. Some of it's, um, the ability, the knowledge of how to win a game. And I, I think when you look back, you know, and you, you, you say, well, we, you know, we not making excuses not making any excuse, but is the person that replaced Alyssa Dalton able to replace her 100%? Is the person that replaced Rain O'Neill able to replace her 100%? Is the person that replaced Taylor Romans able to replace her 100%? Or Frankie Izzard, you know? And so each time you you uh, lose one of those players, you also have to acknowledge at some point if the person that didn't replace them have 100% of the ability they did, you lost something there. And and that's not making excuses. That's just being realistic. And I think that when we played Alabama 
that exposed it. I think early in the year when we played, you know, LSU and Oklahoma State, those things were exposed. So now how do we get how do we get to that point where we can make you know, make that adjustment and make up for that you know, we've got to get back to that level. You can't just say, okay, it's impossible. You have to get back to that same level. And so that's why we got to fight really hard here down the stretch. we got 10 games to go before the postseason, the way I look at it, six in the regular season, four in the Sun Belt Tournament. In those 10 games, what can we do to make up for that, that, that gap in what we have to do to play even with Alabama? Because that there is a gap there. If you don't acknowledge it after this weekend, we're just living blind. So we got to eliminate that gap quickly in the next three weeks. Jerry Glasgow, Rage Cajun head softball coach, our guest. Uh, you mentioned uh, players and and stepping up and having to replace some key players. Uh, to touch on that, what is the latest in regards to Raina O'Neill and Alyssa Dalton and their potential return? Yeah, it's day to day. I mean, I don't, or week to week. I, we're a long ways away from getting either one of them back. I mean, I asked Dalton last night when, when she'll think she'll know something and I don't think she'll, it's going to be two to two and a half weeks before she even knows. So in my mind, we're, we've got to figure that we're not going to get either one of those back. And then if you do it the last minute, it's a bonus. But then, you know, and we'll find out when they get it, when they, First, we got to find out we're getting them back, and then when we get them back, they step on the field and see what it looks like. Um, you know, I think we have to concentrate on filling the gap with the players that we have, and and getting them play at a higher level. And you know, I look at things that are happening, and none of these plays are impossible. They're not plays that we can't make. We we just have to, you know, we have to figure out how to how to make the plays with the kids that we have in uniform. And I'm not really obsessed over, you know, when we get them back or that's the answer. I think the answer is improve the kids that we have and improve mm-hmm. the talent that we have and, and get the ball club playing at, at their best level. And you learn more from losing than winning. I always say that. And it's true. And this was a big wake-up weekend for us. I mean, it was a huge wake-up weekend. We'd won 20 out of 21. Some do, in some ways, we're kind of on cruise control. And then you stump your toe twice like we did this weekend. And and, and it's a huge wake-up for us as a ball club. And I, that's our job now is to make that a positive. Jerry Glasgow, Rage Cajun softball coach, our guest. My final question for you, Jerry, and uh, we always appreciate you taking the time on Monday mornings. You mentioned the benefit of playing a team like Alabama late in the season and a number of reasons why, right? You just touched on one of them, kind of a wake-up call and you know, you being able to do certain things perhaps in Sunbelt play that don't work as well or maybe not at all when you're playing a top-five team in the country. You said, look, moving forward, our goal is to get ready over these next few weeks to, to be able to take that next step and, and win a game or games like that come regional time. How do you do that? Like, how how do you get them ready here? Coastal Carolina next weekend, ULM the weekend after that, the Sun Belt tournament after that. How do you get them ready for competition higher than what you're likely to face here over the next three weeks, so that the result, perhaps a month from now, is different than it was this past weekend? Well, I think just 
being demanding, you know, like being demanding of ourselves. I think as base runners, we'll, we'll start thinking about the situation maybe a little bit more. You can say it all you want. You know, hey, if you're down four, you don't do this. If you're, if you're down five runs, don't get thrown out in the trail. You know, a trailing runner should never get thrown out. And, but it doesn't mean the same. You know, when it, what you learn when it, when it really happens, when it really happens, you know, you learn from it as a ball club. And so I think that, I think it's just a matter of us all being more, putting expectations even higher, making the bar even higher. Um, you know, there's only, you, you look at the two, the two Sunbelt SEC teams, but the two Sunbelt teams we got left, Coastal Carolina and ULM, they've not had good years. I think one's RPI 150, 160, one's 180. So it's not, they're not good RPI games. They're not teams that, when you look at on paper, are going to teach you a lot about playing at a high level. So the focus has to be inward. It has to be on ourselves. And, um, you know, if we get into the Sunbelt tournament, we do know we should see good pitching those last two games of the Sunbelt tournament, barring upsets. And, you know, it's, from our standpoint, you don't want there to be upsets. You want to face the best pitchers in the Sunbelt in that Sunbelt tournament to get ready for the regional. So, you know, it's a lot of it's going to have to be in BP and in batting practice and in practice and, 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 you know, from our inside, take care of our own business. Jerry Glasgow has been our guest. Uh, you can hear him again tonight. Louisiana Diamond Coaches Show live from Pete's Family Sports Grill between 6 and 7. Jerry, I appreciate you taking the time on a Monday. Best of luck this week. And um, you don't have any midweek games this week, but I know you're still going to be busy at work as you guys prepare for Coastal. Yeah, going to be a, a real, real busy week. And, you know, of course, we'll travel on Friday because it's just a doubleheader on Saturday, a single game on Sunday. So, got an extra day here at at the field uh we'll let the kids rest today and we'll start back practice tomorrow and hopefully have three real good days of practice uh before we head out there on friday and and hopefully we can take care of business you know anytime you lose you you worry a little bit about how you come back how's your how's your team mentally come back and so it's, it's going to be a huge week for us the next two weeks are going to be extremely important the next weekend will be senior weekend so you got a lot of distractions too at this time of year and we'll just have to play it by ear but hopefully uh I, usually when you lose games it's a really good thing for a good ball club and so i i'm uh, you know it's going to be a hectic two weeks but i'm anxious to see how the kids respond to the adversity thanks so much jerry all the best all right thank you Rage Occasion softball coach Jerry Glasgow.